oh yeah, so I'm Celestina, CEO of Psychotherapist Absolute and Counseling, Celestina on Ian Thomas. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a psychotherapist for over 15 years. I'm also mm-hmm. now a parent coach. And okay. the parent coach part just kind of got birthed from my passion for helping parents, just parents as effectively as they possibly can. Mm-hmm. So how is this lockdown affecting us as parents? In your think, Yeah, I think it's affecting us as parents in such a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, because everyone, you know, everyone is different and every child will be different. So how it's going to affect the child is going to be different. How it's going to affect you as the parent is going to be different as well. So managing that as a parent, managing your child's emotions, mm-hmm. their dynamic, their temperament and managing yours, you know, sometimes it can be quite, you know, it can, it can create quite a confusion and quite a dynamic of itself. So I think a lot of things that is coming up um, due to lockdown is, it's already kind of been there on this on the on the surface. Yes. Um, but now it's kind of been birthed, been been. It's, so it's like it's already kind of been there, but now it's like out in the open. Like mm-hmm. lockdown has triggered it to be more magnified, if if that's mm-hmm. even the word I can use. So mm-hmm. I think whatever the issue is now, it's just been more magnified because before you could go to work, your child could go to school, you know, they come back in the evening or late in the afternoon, you've got a few hours and then sleep and then start again the ne- next day. But now you're stuck at home 24 hours a day, can't really go out, it's against the law to go out unless you have to go out. Mm-hmm. Um, so lockdown is just, you know, you're just stuck and humans don't necessarily like being stuck. We don't like being mm-hmm. enslaved, we don't like being told what to do. Um, so all of this dynamic is just a lot for anyone, mm-hmm. talk less mm-hmm. of parents who have to manage themselves and manage mm-hmm. their own children as well. So it's just, mm-hmm. it's just been a lot. Mm-hmm. So um, how can we parent effectively during this lockdown? Um, I think parenting effectively as much as we can. Um, mm-hmm. It's just about us as parents knowing what our triggers are knowing and respecting the fact that we are different from our child and sometimes mm. you know we as parents we want our children to be like us to be like society says is acceptable mm-hmm. and we just have to remember that you know our children was born to be unique we as parents we are born to be unique so mm. to expect our children to be like us have the same temperament you know characteristics behaviors as us is unrealistic so to mm-hmm. parents as effectively as possible it's mm-hmm. just about knowing and respecting that you're different and your child is going to be different from you mm-hmm. and respecting mm-hmm. that and just trying to understand your child's temperament yeah um, and understand the triggers you know because the children they will trigger us as parents and mm-hmm. vice versa um so just understanding and trying to manage that trigger as effectively as possible is really important so good um how can we nurture our children's gift during this lockdown Oh yeah, absolutely. Nurturing our children's gift, definitely again, it's quite similar to the one before, where it's like, you have to understand that your child is different from you. You know, the temperament is different from you. The behavior and characteristics, the likes and dislikes is so different from you. Mm-hmm. So just nurturing the, the your child is just mm-hmm. about respecting that differences, understanding that with differences and actually being aware of that difference sometimes because sometimes we might not be aware of it, we just expect our children to be a certain way. Mm-hmm. So being aware is so important. I mean, in my book, I mentioned how, you know, when growing up and I, before we got cut off, I mentioned this as well, but when growing up, the way that my dad used to nurture our differences, yeah. it was, it was, you know, I can now look back. I mean, back then it was just like, it was just normal, wasn't it? But mm-hmm. now I can look back and I can see that actually that was quite effective. It was, you know, one of the yeah. nurturing 
differences in the child mm. you know I, I mentioned in the book and I often tell people how you were younger I'm still a bit like that to be honest he hasn't gone anywhere because again that's I guess that's the temperaments I was born with where I'm just quite um passionate um mm. it can be quite argumentative I'm absolutely passionate about justice about people doing the right thing it angers my spirit when people doing the wrong thing and it's like you know better why are you doing the wrong thing and when younger, obviously, you know, when younger, that would have come across as quite argumentative, quite confrontational, and sometimes mm-hmm. it probably still does. Yeah. Um, but what my dad used to do when younger, when I was um, probably about nine years old, he got me a law mm-hmm. book, like a really thick law book, because he was like, mm-hmm. you know, you're quite passionate about justice. So, you know, yeah. you want to be a lawyer and got me a law book. So I think it's about parents looking and understanding that you're and respecting your child's temperament. So whether they're argumentative, whatever it may be, whether they're talking back, whether they, you know, they've got opinion on everything. Mm. It's not about changing those temperaments in them or changing okay. those temperaments in them. It's about nurturing it. You know, how can you mm. nurture a child that is argumentative? Mm. My dad got be a law book. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you want to be a lawyer, you like arguing everything, right? Okay, be a yeah. lawyer. Learn how lawyers, you know, behave. Mm-hmm. Watch law films. Look, you know, go to court and sit there and see real life lawyers debating and you know arguing a case. That is how he kind of nurtured that um, that temperament in me. Um, and with my youngest, with my older sister, she used to take people's money and like spread it in front of her and count it. Um, mm-hmm. One on one hand, it could be like, well, was she stealing or she just liked looking at other people's money? Well, what my dad did was he just got her like a piggy bank um, mm-hmm. where she can put money in it. And that was her money that she could count. She didn't have to take other people's money. To count count. People's money. Mm-hmm. And now she's a chartered accountant. So mm-hmm. it's just also show how, you know, when you nurture your children's temperament, instead of you trying to change it or trying to mm-hmm. think there's something wrong in it because it might look mm-hmm. wrong to you or it might just be mm-hmm. different from the way you see things or you behave. Um, you might be changing the temperaments and, you know, the characteristics that God put in them. So it's yeah. not about changing it and, you know, parenting as effectively as possible. It's not about changing your children because they are perfect the mm. way they are. It's just your job as a parent. And I think I made a post about this on Facebook, actually. Your job as a parent is to nurture your child, not to mm. change them, but to nurture what they were already, the blueprint that's already in them. Mm, 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 mm. So, um, yeah, what you talk about, I think I was listening to someone, I've forgotten who it was, and, she, oh yeah, Cindy Truman, she was saying something about a child who, when she grew up, the doctors thought she had ADHD. I mean, now they would have considered her ADHD, but at that time it wasn't, you know, in the construct of how things worked. And then mm-hmm. the, they took her to a psychologist and the man said, there's nothing wrong with your child. You just need to know what she likes doing. So they mm-hmm. took her, she, it, she's moving a lot because she wants to dance. Try taking her to um, dancing class or ballet or something. And I think now she she was one of the people who did cats. Oh, wow. Yeah, and, and another dance um, thing that I forgot. But yeah, it's like, it's really interesting. So instead of you seeing that child oh they're moving a lot there's something wrong with them or they're doing this a lot there's something wrong with them just mm-hmm. find a find a way to nurture that gift maybe they're moving a lot because they want to dance or they're talking a lot because they want to be a speaker yes 
Do you know what I mean? So absolutely. Yeah, so it's very interesting what, what yeah, you're saying. Absolutely. That's amazing. Yeah, exactly. And then imagine if they, they, they her parents didn't take her to a psychologist that said, you know, she just clearly likes to move, take her dancing, you know, yeah. bend that energy. You know, she definitely wouldn't be a dancer and an actress, you know, and a Broadway yeah. show now. Yeah, yeah. So it's really interesting. So that's opening my eyes, like, to okay, what what can I do to nurture my children's gift? Also, how can we get um, take care of ourselves as parents during this lockdown? During this lockdown or any any time? Um, any time. How can we? Time, absolutely. Yeah. Um, because you know, I'm always talking about how you can't pour from an, an empty cup. And mm. I wrote an article about that in today's, um, it's called Today's Journal. It's one of the um, therapist journals, mm. therapist magazines. Um, and it's about you knowing what your love language is. And this month is a month of love. I feel like I'm mm. repeating myself a bit, but people haven't heard this because we got cut off. <laughs> <laughs> it's this month, this month is a month of love. So mm. it's, it's about us as parents knowing that we need to learn to love ourselves before mm. we can love other people, before we can love mm. our children effectively. And a lot of the time people think, um, no, if I love my child, then, you know, I'm, I'm understanding what love is. Or if mm. somebody loves me, then, you know, I can then understand what love is. But it, that's really not, you have to love yourself first. Regardless yeah. how much love someone puts on you, regardless how much someone tells you you're beautiful, you're amazing, if you don't believe it, mm. and if you don't see that in yourself, it, it won't make any difference. You will still think you're not attractive. You still think you're, you're not worthy. So it really starts with us loving ourselves first. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Gabby Chapman talks about how there's five different types of love language. Mm -hmm. So to, to you, for us as parents to really love ourselves effectively and for self-care, we have to know which love language we fall into, which one is our own unique love language. Yeah. Is it gift? Is it, you know, physical touch? Is it affirmation? Mm -hmm. Is it telling yourself you're beautiful? You know, what really gets you? What is your specific love language? And to also understand that, you know, your love language might not be your child's love language because they, again, we tend to think because we might like gift, like, you know, I've, I've spoken about this quite often, where, you know, when my stepmom does something, instead of her apologizing, she will buy us gift. And it was like, you know, you can just say the word sorry, just apologize. You didn't need to buy us gift, but to her, because that was her love language, so to her, her way of apologizing because that's what she loves is give when people give her gifts like oh my god it's amazing um mm. so to her but then that wasn't mine my mine was not a gift gift meant nothing to me it was like why just say the word so you know even from that you can tell what my what my love language te technically could possibly be it's you know affirmation is words it's quality time it wasn't gift so as parents you know so there was like you know that that you know you're not understanding me you're not getting me even though she clearly was trying because she was trying mm -hmm. to do what she thought was mm -hmm. everybody's love language because that was hers mm -hmm. so as parents we need to understand what our love language is respect it and also know that might not be our child's and that's okay as well mm -hmm. so understanding what your child's one is so you're not enforcing and they're not feeling like then you're not understanding them and they, they're not they don't feel like you get them again yeah. that's quite important in in self-care because when our children are feeling like we don't understand them that can put a lot of stress on us and you know part of self-care mm -hmm. is you know eliminating as much stress as possible mm -hmm. <laughs> so you know that's one of the things that on the monthly this month anyways um, my company flows and counseling we're sending that to um mm -hmm. to all our subscribers so if yeah. people want to join they can join it's for free so just go on our web on our page free resources slash flowsandcounseling.co.uk slash free resources 
and you can just you know get down a weekly basis of how you can love yourself more effectively we're giving strategic tips you know strategies on how you can love yourself and what your love language might be because again everyone's love language is different so self-care is all about understanding what your love language is respecting it and just showing yourself love as regularly as possible so also um, can you tell us about your book yes my book is called the art of disciplining with love so the book is got a lot of research in it but i've i've done it in a way where it's in latent wordings i think that's how they say it where Mm -hmm. anyone can understand even though it's quite psychological um based so i've broken it down to you know teach any parent and every parent even though i voted mostly for the black community because of, you know, growing up the things that I used to hear in the black community of, you know, the Bible says we should spank the children. The Bible says if you don't spank them, you know, you know, it's, you know, all these quotes that, you know, I, I heard and I was just like, okay, let's look at the Bible. Does the Bible really want us to spank our children? Does God really want us to beat our children? That like, it makes no sense. If he's meant to be a loving God, why would he want us to beat children? If he says we should be, adults should be more like children, why would he want us to beat children? It really did not make sense. So there was a lot of it that I had to, um, I studied Greek and Hebrew because that's actually the natural language that the Bible was written in. So I studied them and I really broke down the misconception of what people thought the Bible means and what, when they were writing it, what it actually meant. It's actually not a lot of the things that we actually think it means now. Um, like the word rod or staff, you know, you know, beat your children with staff. That, you know, now we think of rod as, you know, something you beat people with. But actually back then, that was not the purpose of it. You know, as for shepherds, for example, they used to use it to guide and protect the sheep that they protected. They weren't using it to beat the sheep because, you know, sheep are very timid. They get scared very easily. So if you're beating your sheep, they will run off and you will lose all your sheep and you will no longer have any flock. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So it wasn't, so the rod and the staff that, you know, they, they, they now think you need to, you know, use the rod to beat your children. That was not what the Bible meant when they said use the rod to, you know, to discipline your children. That's not, it didn't mean beat them. It meant mm-hmm. to guide them, to protect them, use their rod to protect them, to guide mm-hmm. them away from wolves, because that's what shepherds used to do. They used to use their rod and their staff to, you know, chase away the, the, the wolves that was coming to eat their sheep. So there's a lot of um, things that I cannot really look at um, in the black community or, you know, in the Christian community and in the psychological part of it of what actually happens when we discipline our children in this way or that way and what actually goes through the children's mind, what's actually going on in their brain when mm-hmm. we do this, and how mm-hmm. to discipline effectively. Mm-hmm. So the book is just not, um, you know, it's realistic tools. Again, I'm all about giving parents realistic tools that you can follow yeah. right mm-hmm. away. Um, the book is not too long. You, you know, I've literally had people say, I've read it in the day. Um, you know, I've read it in a week. So, you know, it's, you know, you can read it as quickly or as slowly as you want or as fast as you want and get the tools and the strategies that actually is science-based that works. It works mm. to really parent effectively with these things that I've put in the book. Mm. Um, I don't know if I said this before, but I've been a psychotherapist for 15 years. So, you know, the knowledge is really there for parents to really parent effectively. Mm. It can be difficult sometimes, but you know what? I've been doing this for 15 years. It doesn't have to be as hard as mm-hmm. a lot of people <laughs> are making it out to be. It really doesn't have to be. Mm. So that was the kind of, that was, you know, just a bit of the book in a nutshell. So, you know, with the uh, teenagers, how do you deal with teenagers? You, you can't smack them. You, you can't, can't smack anyone. Tell, 
you can't yeah you can't smack you you don't have to smack anyone in this country anyway but like you can't tell them do this do this do that you know they feel like they know best so how do you discipline them you know or it has to start from the beginning yes absolutely you have to start disciplining children as early as possible from when they come out the womb heck from when they're inside you you need to be like disciplined when they're kicking too much and you're trying to sleep you need to be rubbing that tummy and be like calm down child calm down it's okay calm down. you need to start as early as possible but going to teenagers again it's about understanding the temperaments of that child because you know what my dad used to do my dad didn't my dad never spanked us and i spoke about this in the book as well but he would say things like i'm disappointed in your behavior mm. and that used to be so that used to be so upsetting for us because we mm. adored him we respected him and for mm. him to be disappointed in our behavior mm-hmm. that was the most upsetting things ever our stepmom used to beat us like i'll be like beat me beat me just don't tell dad that's so he i don't want to disappoint me beat me as much as you want so it's about understanding the temperaments of that child is yeah. No, some children beat them it makes no difference it just toughens them up it just be like yeah that hurt and they're, they're back doing exactly what they were doing before like it made no difference but you know words like i'm disappointed in your behavior i expected better from you what happened because i had such high expectations that that was so destroying for me to hear from my dad so it's about understanding the temperament of the child and if the child is really into games and things, then you need to seize that for a period of time. Like, you know, if you haven't done your work, then I'm going to take this for you for half an hour. I'm going to take your phone for half an hour. I'm going to take this, I'm going to do. So it's about understanding what the child values, the temperaments of that child, and what is going to work without it being too harsh. Mm. You know, some parent that they do things and it's just too much, it's gone too far. Mm. You know, it's about not going too far, but going enough for the temperament of the child to correct mm-hmm. the behavior. Because what we want to do is we want to correct the behavior. We want mm. them to stop the negative thing that we find negative yeah. anywhere. Society finds negative. We want them to we want them to stop that. Mm-hmm. But we don't want them to stop being themselves. We don't want them to mm-hmm. stop coming to us if they need help. So mm-hmm. it's about just understanding the temperament, what works for this child, because everyone is different, which is why you know it's so important for the parent coach. You know, like I said, I gave so much strategies in my book. And I may declare these things work, but you also have to understand the temperament of your child mm. because some of it will absolutely work on anyone, but yeah. some will work a lot deeper on some children, like empathy. Um, mm. One of the things I spoke about in the book is about having empathy for what the child has done mm-hmm. or what they're going through and being sarcastic, a little bit sarcastic with the questioning mm. of it. So for example, if the, you know, like I said, my sister used to take money and she's like, look at it. You know, on one hand, you could say she was stealing. She was taking people's money. Or she was taking, you know, where did she get that money from? On the other hand, it was, what is that about? Having that conversation with that child yeah. and respecting that child of, what were you trying to do? When you took this, what were you trying to do? What were you trying to achieve? Yeah. So it's just about understanding the temperament of the child, having conversation, communication is so important in parenting, especially for teenagers. Because they, like you said, they think they know it all. So you need to be yeah. talking to them on the on the on the surface of you know it all. Okay, let's have a conversation. Mm. You, you tell me you want to talk back. Okay, you, I'm going to give you the floor to talk. Tell me what you were thinking. Tell me why you thought that was a good thing to do. Tell mm-hmm. me what, why you think that's a good behavior. Tell me. Talk to talk, talk to me. And you know what? When you start actually approaching them on a on an adult to adult platform, mm-hmm. they will start talking. 
and they will start managing and realizing and they will start thinking because what we want them to do again is think before they do things not just do things because you feel like it think mm. when we're conversing and we're having conversations with them it's getting them to think before they do things it's getting mm. them to think before they answer you back it's getting them to mm. think before they behave a certain way because then they're going to have to come back to have a conversation of why did you do that so you know like it's 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 it's, it's easier said than done yeah. but it can also be easy like i'm always saying it can be as easy as we want it to be oh vivian i'm not sure what just happened it's viv can you see vivian you know i'm also going to look at questions on facebook is there any comments on facebook wow your live video yes hey sis thanks for joining so i can see a couple of people have joined on facebook if you have any question please do let me know so if you have any questions you want to ask like vivian was asking me a few questions if you have a few you know um because i know that some people diane for example she's she 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 is like you know on the way up to grandma so there's a lot of ideas that you know you can be like okay that worked with my child or that didn't work with my child so definitely let me know what your thoughts are and let me know what your experiences are and also i would li love to know who is joining me because i know we started before and we had to cut off and restart again so just let me know who is joining me and where are you joining me from that would be fabulous that would be amazing i'm also going to try and get vivian back on because i know she was trying to connect um clubhouse and the radio together as well to get us on multiple platforms so i'm going to see how that is going but yes everyone on facebook if you have any questions do put them in i would love to answer your questions vivian and i would like love to answer your questions and go through your questions um so that would be amazing hey vivian Hello. Hey, we're back again. Sorry, yes. Sister Patricia was calling me and I was trying to exit the call and I ended up the Zoom by accident. So, okay. so, so you were talking about the teenagers. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So it's just about understanding the temperament of the child um, and just, you know, taking the minute just to calm down because they're at the mm -hmm. age where, you know, tension can get heated very quickly yeah um so you as a parent you have to be the one to kind of manage that as effectively mm -hmm. as possible yeah they're still children they think they're adult but they're still children yeah. but you are actually an adult so you mm. have to be the one to be the adult in the situation even when yeah. they seem like they're mouthy they seem like they're coming at you you need to be the one to escalate the situation and then mm. one of the tips that you know i tend to give parents is connect before you correct so yeah. it's about connect emotionally, mm -hmm. empathize with where they're coming from. It doesn't mean agree with what they're saying or where they, what they've done, but empathize with it. Mm -hmm. Empathize with it before you try to correct what they've done. So yeah. it's all. So you know that's so important, especially in um, in teenage years. It's important throughout the the, the parenting journey, but you know mm -hmm. definitely with teenagers. Yeah. Absolutely. So where can people find you? 
So you can find me on Facebook. I've got a group called Impact Parenting. Mm-hmm. So Facebook slash Facebook.com slash Impact Parenting. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find me on Instagram. It's floating underscore body, mind, and soul. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can find me on my website at floatingcounseling.co.uk. And if you want any other free resources that I do have, you can find me on floatingcounseling.co.uk slash free resources. Or you can just go inside my Instagram and there's a whole list of things that comes up and you can click what free resources and connection you want to make. So the Instagram again is floating underscore body, mind and soul. Mm-hmm. So that was it, guys. Thank you so much, Celestine, for coming on. And I know we've had certain things going on, but we got there in the end. Yes. We didn't give up. And also, um, yeah. (laughs) And thank you for everyone who joined in on Clubhouse as well. Thank you, Sister Patricia, for moderating that for us. yeah, she's on now. Thank you, Sister yes. Patricia. So, Sister Patricia, if you'd like to ask any question before we go. Um, so, yeah, if you like, she she was part of the parents um, that was going to join the show, but she was moderating Clubhouse for us. Thank you so much. So, if you'd like to ask any questions, if not, we're just going to wrap it up, okay? So this you can try and uh, join now if she wants. You can try and join now. Yeah, you can join in if you want. You can send yeah. them. Yes. Yay, we can see. Hi. How are you doing? So, yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, she's you did the parent. Really well. Yeah, she's the parent of six kids and she's a proud mom of a beautiful daughter as well. Zara. So shout out to Zara. And um, yeah, so ask your question. Yeah, um, so I have six kids. As yeah, six cool. Kids. Let me let me take uh, let me take my hat off, my imaginary hat <laughs> off. Got six kids. Let me not take this off. <laughs> <laughs> so the the ages range. Uh, my eldest is sixteen. Um, the next one is twelve, and then eleven, seven, two, and two month old. So um, during lockdowns, obviously everybody's got the they have their different challenges, different mm. challenges, different seasons that they're in. Like for example, now my 16 year old is in the, he's doing GCSEs this year and they've obviously stopped the examination. So the different way of um, testing them this year. And then um, also just that sense of isolation because you're not able to see your friends and um, you know, just interaction with people outside, you know, because um, the 12 year old and under, they've all experienced homeschooling anyway, because um, at some point I've homeschooled them, you know, but then he he's the only one that has always been in the system. Um, so for him, I know this will be a very, very challenging time as well, you know, and um, so like 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 what would you advise like uh, when it comes to like mental health checks and all that kind of thing like what's how would you deal with that um because everyone is different like i keep you know emphasizing so it's like some children are just you know quiet anyway they're quite reserved mm-hmm. some are quite outgoing they're quite bubbly they're quite loud they're quite vocal so it depends which one your child is depends when you start to notice the difference so if they're usually quite, you know, reserved and then, you know, for example, if it's a girl quite reserved and all of a sudden you see they're starting to wear makeup, they want to go out, they're always talking to someone on the phone, they're just, you know, a bit louder, a bit, so I'm like, okay, some, something is going on here. Mm-hmm. 
it's same with the boy you know if he's usually reserved and all of a sudden you know he's starting an argument you know he's picking fight with his siblings he's trying to start arguments with you or your spouse you know it's loud you know he's out downstairs arguing with neighbors or things you know then you start noticing okay something is going on or if it's usually quite loud, usually quite bubbly, usually quite cheerful, and all of a sudden he's quite reserved. He doesn't want to eat. He does, just wants to be in his room. He just wants mm. to do it, just be by himself. But he wasn't like that before. Then mm. I'll start saying, start, you know, asking questions. Start being a bit of a nosy mummy. Start, mm. you know, kind of getting in there of, are you okay? What is going on? Looking at his friends, looking at what he's doing. Mm. Observing that, but definitely having that conversation with him so mm. you're not overstepping. Um, because again, he's growing, he's 16, hormones could also be playing, but it could also be something else. Mm-hmm. So it's just about understanding your child's temperament mm-hmm. and understanding and noticing when you change and just mm-hmm. observing and having that conversation and that mm-hmm. respect, respectful conversation with him of mm-hmm. what is going on and just being, mm-hmm. being in a place where he knows he can trust you to mm-hmm. not overreact regardless what he tells you that is going on. So, you know, we definitely, as family, we need to be careful of that because we want them to come to us to tell us anything. But mm. sometimes they might say something and you, and we be like, what? What? Mm. It's like, you don't want to be like that because you want them to tell you mm. anything and everything. You want them to know you've always got their back. But the house has to be a balance mm. of, I'm still your parent. I'm still going to check you when I need to check you. But I've always got your back yes. kind of thing. Like a ride or die, you know, mommy, daddy, good situation going on. But I'm still going to check you when I need to check you. Mm. So it's just about understanding the child's temperament mm. really. And noticing when it, you know, when it's when you need to kind of step in a little bit more. I hope that answers it. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, and and you know what? You made a very valid point because I feel like um, in the in the last, let's say, the last six years, yeah, as mm-hmm. uh, as I came into Christ, I think my approach to them has changed as well, and and I've made communication has to be key because, simply because. Um, I know that keeping things bottled up, like I know growing up, um, there's certain situations, maybe maybe you don't want to express it to your parents and stuff, being in an African home. So um, with them, they'd come home now, you'll be like, okay, how was your day? But like, everybody will say, oh, good, good. That's the only answer they'll give you. Mm-hmm. So I was like, do you know what? I can't be satisfied with that just good because otherwise I won't know what's going on with them, what's in their mind. I'd rather they're overly talkative than they're not. So I was like, okay, just tell me a bit more about that. I mean, and now I can't actually get them to be quiet, but you know, it's still a blessing, I guess. It's good, and that's definitely a blessing. Yeah. So, so I guess in that aspect as well, I think, um, I think lockdown it is a challenge because I don't think anybody has prepared any any parent out there to deal with the situation. To like, okay, do you know what? Parenting one on one, like, this is how to deal with lockdown. You know, so um, I. we're just learning like you know we're learning as we go along and like you said now just being more observant and you know looking for signs of this that and the other um so yeah i think that's that's relevant you know being observant and trying to look at watch them a bit more seeing the changes Mm. and that yeah so thank you for that (laughs) as a mom of six i've got a question for you though how do you notice and how do (laughs) now i'm putting you on the spot (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the temperaments of your children, how diverse it is with the six. I know the baby's still young, but you know, sometimes you can still kind of pick up, you know, the yeah. fierceness of some baby's characteristics. Yes. So they're all they're all different. Everybody's got a different personality and and I've and the thing is I've noticed that I have to deal with them individually. And I can't and I don't the one thing I don't do is compare them, like compare one to the other because 
how I handle one is not going to ha- be how I handle the other one. One, one, one uh, may you just give them one sentence and that's all you need to do. The other one you have to sit down and like talk for a long time before it goes in there, and you have to repeat yourselves, and it becomes tiring, you know. But you, just that patience. Some of them need extreme patience, and the other one he that he, he gets it on the spot because the the oldest five they're all boys and then yeah. the last one is the girl so yeah <laughs> so <laughs> um so it's just about like one thing you said about um observing so I, i've been always observing them and, and trying to figure out who this person is do you know what i mean um they might be my child but then they're still an individual person and um and do you know what just to make life easy for me as well because i i hate shouting because it takes it's, it, it takes a lot of energy and it mm. I, I, and it feels draining after like you feel like you're, you just run a marathon or something so that's one thing I, i don't like to do and and sometimes if i'm if i'm really really angry what i do i just i just i just keep quiet and just stay on the side i just walk, i just go away and let us both cool down because and I'll just be like because if I if I reacted that moment I I would I could say something that could could you know stay with you for life do you know what I mean so what I try and do is um I just I'm, I didn't always used to be like this just believe that because trying to deal with different individuals at the same time it was it's just like oh my god you know it's, it's all at once it's it's a lot and especially in this lockdown because last year I was pregnant and mm. my my hormones were up and down everywhere but at the same time i thank god for sound mind <laughs> i thank god for sound mind and i thank god for for even i thank god for my husband as well because he's he 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 knew how to keep keep things together do you know what i mean yeah. and just be like you know what listen my mom even even the flush even the toilet seat was kept down the whole time i was so shocked <laughs> because you know they're the little things that used to like get me get me going so i was like the whole time i'd go there and i didn't have to clean after anybody <laughs> the walls were clean the seat was done how it was you know it was perfect i was like wow like this the, so they are, they're able because i know to say boys are different from girls boys are they they don't um they don't think about things as much as girls girls are very attentive you know they they think about okay um if i maybe maybe i'll do this to make my his life easier because I, mm. i i was that you know and um I, we worked because me and my sisters would talk we were very smart about things you know we know when mommy came back home from work we had everything done but they they don't think like that mm-hmm. they just they just leave it <laughs> so so uh, uh, So I'm I'm actually very grateful of how my husband deals with things as well um with the boys. Yes. So it makes my life easier and teamwork uh, teamwork team honestly it's teamwork it's teamwork and is is that and and they need to know as well that we speak the same language mm-hmm. so that they can't go to another parent and get what they want and so we they know that we speak the same language so they know that there's that unity so they can't they can't come between so I think um Uh, so I think that that that's been helpful to us to be honest. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean any parent out there, hope you guys are taking notes from the mother of six. Yes. Give them a say, mother, if she can do it, we can all do it, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> anybody can. We can. 
anyone else on there would like to ask a question let's let's have your question and then we can wrap it up is anyone online that would like to ask a question is it phoebe phoebe's online she said great tips thanks for this good reminder boys are so different i hope i'm pronouncing your name right yeah, yeah her name is phoebe yeah. <laughs> okay boys so are. yeah boys are so different though yeah <laughs> yeah i mean even the way their brain works and i was i was doing a I was a guest speaker a few a few months ago and we're talking about genders um the female brain and the male brain how it's, it's actually different it's different the way we process information is different mm-hmm. and the way we understand things is different and mm-hmm. I've got two boys and even in nursery, they said to me, you know, ages ago, they said to me, oh, um, like my, my son, my first son, he painted something and it would just look like scribbles to me. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, isn't this beautiful? And I was like, what is this supposed to be? And the teacher said to me, oh yeah. Cause I saw the other girls, there was all the girls in this class and they, they, they look like circles and triangles. And I could tell what that was. <laughs> and I'm like, what is this supposed to be? And the teacher said, oh, their brain is different. You know, when boys are trying to, you know, when they're quite young, when they're trying to literally do triangles and they, they can't. They, to them, mm-hmm. it's just a scribble, looks the same thing as a triangle to them when they try to do it themselves. So even the way they process information and they see things when they're still young, it's different. It's, you know, male and females are really different. You know, I'm not trying to get into this, you know, gender, male, female are the same and, you know, everywhere. It's different scientifically. Thank you. We are different. Our brain functions differently. We process information differently. So, yeah. And they're very boys are logical. Yes. Straight to the point. That's yeah. true. Whereas women would we are more emotional. We would think about it, and but you know we would think about oh well how would that person feel if I said this yeah. or you know. The, mm. Oh, um, Phoebe's got a question. My question: My daughter is so attentive. You say things once that that's it but my son tells him 20 times tell him 20 times and it goes out the other ear i said to his teacher i need to boom a psychologist assessment because i can't take it oh book it's like yeah i think you meant book isn't it yeah book yeah book psychological assessment yeah for Mm -hmm. me i would say because boys are so logical Mm. you need explain why to them mm-hmm. until i mean you can say don't put don't put the fork like that and they won't remember but it, for example um you know how the, the fork is like sharp and it's like sticking up if mm-hmm. you say to them put the fork upside down in the dishwasher mm-hmm. they're not going to remember because you haven't told mm-hmm. them why they, they're logical mm-hmm. they need to know why if you mm-hmm. say to them put it upside down because if you put it like this if somebody comes and they pick it then their hand may be dirty mm-hmm. and everything is now dirty mm-hmm. they'll be like Mm-hmm. Oh, they might just remember next time because you've explained mm-hmm. why to them so with girls girls will try and figure out oh don't put mm-hmm. that girls will stand there and be like but why they will try and figure out why themselves boys mm-hmm. are not trying to figure out nothing <laughs> you don't <laughs> tell them <laughs> and they're gonna forget and it's not relevant to them mm-hmm. be logical and understand that you are female logical you know emotional mm-hmm. they are not they need explaining they need i mean you were i mean girls and boys ask why 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 when the children but after a while boys kind of stop asking why and girls still keep asking why oh. and the fact is in their minds if you don't tell them why it's not relevant it's not important they've moved on with girls girls will try and 
girls are trying to figure out the whys themselves basically mm. so with boys you have to tell you have to find the why you have to find mm. the why she put so true yes yeah. it's my room <laughs> <laughs> you need to find the why I totally and explain agree. the why yeah you need to use yeah. the whys I think this was a nice session. Like we could continue all day. I feel like we should do another one like this, like on a biggest scale, get more parenting and have a nice time just chatting. And yeah, it's yeah. just oh, how do you deal with slowness? That the boy or the girl? I'm guessing that's probably the boy. <laughs> that's slow. Yeah. It's, is it the boy or the girl that's slow? Slow. Is it the yes. boy or the girl that's slow? Um, how, what does she mean by oh. slow? Um, yeah, again, yeah, absolutely. It definitely depends what you mean by slow. Because again, boy, because she said boy. Yeah, she said boy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because again, because girls are quite logical. I mean, girls are quite emotional. Mm. They would kind of understand your temperament of how fast and slow you kind of need them to be because they mm. are emotional. They're kind of picking up on your vibe. Of what you want them and what you kind of need them. You said to get. getting them ready for school. Oh, I would say if it's about getting them ready for school, what my husband does is he sets their clothes out the night before, and then they eat, they bath, brush their teeth, and the dirt, and then it's like ten minutes to get ready. And if you're not ready, you're going to be getting ready in the car. And there is no ifs or buts. That's just literally it. Like we have ten minutes or whatever. You're gonna, you're gonna be walking barefoot to school. <laughs> no one, no child wants to be walking barefoot to school. Mm. That's a bad them. So guess what? They're gonna do what they need to do so they're not embarrassed in school because mm. literally my car's driving and you better jump in that car when my car's moving. <laughs> you ain't getting to school today, and I don't really care. That's how I deal with that. That's <laughs> I've got two boys too. <laughs> like mm. we gotta go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think as well, and I think as well with that, if um, like for example now, if they're doing something repetitively, it's just all the time the same thing, yeah. and it seems they're not listening to you. You see, you see when the boys do listen is if you say, okay, food is ready, they're here, or you can have some time on your on your PlayStation, they're here very clearly then, and then but then you see they're very, they they have selective hearing. Selective. Yes. If, if, if you hear, oh, well, that piece of clothing has been there and everybody's walked on top of it, nobody's picked it up. Everybody's like, oh, oh they, they, they don't even hear you. They didn't even hear what you mm-hmm. said at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, so they have, so like like you, like um, Celestine said, that, um, that just have a s- system, like if getting your things ready the day before, you know, the night mm-hmm. before, mm-hmm. and just everything's prepared so that in the morning, even if even if they're taking their time, I don't think it means that, um, mm-hmm. they're not doing it on purpose. They're just relaxed. I think boys are very relaxed. They're just, they don't like to be, they're just very relaxed. Girls are very, they just think about things more, I think, in general. You know, boys, they don't really, they don't really, the small things that we care about, they don't see it as a big thing. Which I think is quite beautiful, actually. I think it's it's definitely taught me to just relax. Yeah. to just calm down
But um, I think she was talking about how um, he plays, he plays and gets distracted. Yeah. So he's meant to be getting ready for school. He's playing, he's getting distracted. But yeah, I think it was just structure. I think again, boys, if there's structure in place, children, mm. yeah. if they know what needs to happen when and the, the and also trying to um, get them um, to notice the time. So, mm. for example, if it's on the clock, it's like you know we need to definitely be out of the house at this time. Let them know it and see it. So we can get to school at a certain time let them know it and see it then they know that okay even if i'm going to play we still need to be out by a certain time because we have to have to there is no ifs or buts you know it's just we have to do this we have to do that and then there's other things where you can relax with um there's a time and place for everything i'm always saying this you know in my house because again i'm the only female in the house like you know it's a time and place for everything and i think there's things that we can just chillax about there's other things that you know there, there, there is we just need to do what we need to do mm. and it's mm. just kind of getting them into that mindset mm. of you know there's times where we can play and we can hang out you can be slow there's times where you know there is no yeah, there's no movements yeah. around that yeah. i hope she that was said, helpful yeah. phoebe yeah she said yes we we do that he has a clock mm. keep yeah. pointing at it even if he has a clock you have to be vocal you know remember remember you have to be vocal just be like it, we have 30 minutes, even if you have one hour left, just say we have 30 minutes to go. They have to hear you, you know, mm. because the, the, just because you are more observant or you're more, you're, you're more of the time, conscious of the time, then they won't be. And mm. as well, um, don't let them see you um, overly stressed in the morning. Like even if they do something that annoys you, don't, mm. don't, don't fight in the morning because that mm. can, that can shift all day for yes. both of you. So, like, like, like Celestine said, um, there's a lot of things you should just let go. You know, mm. just, just for your peace of mind and his. You know, just, just, just be like, do you know what? This is something that has been happening all the time. Just let me find other ways. You can't, ch- you can't change the way he does things now, but you change the ways you mm. approach it mm-hmm. to make your life easier. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Thank one you. more thing is, I've gotten my my kids um, used to a timer, like literally the the um, the clock timer. Let me see if I can actually grab one of it. Oh yeah. So we literally have like different timers, and it has the time on it. I also use this for timeouts and like you know get getting them. So this one's like thirty minutes timeout. Oh yeah, I know that. And one. I literally pull it in front of them. Of you know you're gonna watch TV or play your PlayStation or whatever for thirty minutes. When this is finished, it's finished. You know, ten minutes timer, three minutes timer, five minutes timer. I literally have them get because even though the clock is there, depending mm. how old they are, they don't necessarily know the time the time is different for children yeah but then this they they can see it's finishing they can see it's moving and you know mm-hmm. getting less and less and less or more and more and more mm-hmm. so those kind of things can be helpful if you know he's just not observing the time even if you're vocally telling him we've got 30 minutes we've got 20 minutes we've got 10 minutes because then yeah. to him that could mean nothing like t- i don't know what 10 minutes is how long is 10 minutes how short is 10 minutes how, mm-hmm. you know what is that but then when you've got timer they can see oh 10 minutes is almost over it's almost over it's finishing um, so them physically able to see things is really important. Yeah, yeah. I use that in schools as well when I'm working with special needs children. Yeah, yeah they really respond children, well. Yeah, yeah they really respond well to that. So actually, I'm gonna get that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're gonna. Um, yeah, I I use that in schools. It's really effective. Um, so good on Amazon, she said. <laughs> 
Yeah. I'm going to start selling it soon, but yeah, we're not selling it yet. We're going to start selling these in, um, okay, in okay. April. Okay. In April. So if you need yeah. it now, go get it on Amazon, but we're going to be selling it soon in April. Yeah, okay, okay. Okay, guys, um, I'm going to have to wrap it up. I think my husband is calling now, so I'm going to have to wrap it up. Um, it's been lovely. We're going to schedule this again, have again, maybe one time to deal with how to do marriage and lockdown. Maybe you should do that next time. Yes. Marriage plus yeah. lockdown. Take care, everyone. Bye. And if you have any questions, you can always DM me and DM Victor, Vivian, or Patricia. Take care. Bye-bye.